Okay, so you're drinking a margarita. We have rosé. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Chloe was showing me your TikTok. And I remember seeing why men date bitches. And I accidentally bought the wrong one. I think I got the men, why men marry bitches. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, well, spoiler alert. That one's next. So are they pretty similar, I would say? I haven't read so I actually just started why men marry bitches because it's the next one I thought it'd be like a good progression like we've not started dating we're gonna take it to the next step but I feel like the themes are probably well I guess I just said skip dating yeah that's what I said Okay, let's back up really quick. Tell us about you. We need to know everything, why you started your TikTok series, what inspired it, et cetera. Yeah, okay. So my name's Linka. I'm 24 and I live in LA. I have a full-time job, do the whole corporate thing, run a small business and didn't really intend to be like running a TikTok, TikTok book club, I guess you could say yeah. when I started TikTok. <laughs> I really, during quarantine, and I don't even know how I had enough content to do this, but I would literally vlog every single day in quarantine and it was just fun. Each video would get like seven likes. It really it like wasn't a thing, but I had so much fun with it. And then once stuff started to open up again, as you can imagine, obviously I met a guy that prompted me to buy the first book that I did a book club on, which I'll get on. It went sour and I was just like, oh, great opportunity to like focus on myself, live my best life. Stuff, it's like the world's opening up again. We're about to have hot girl summer, overused phrase, but I still love it. Did someone recommend (laughs) the book to you or like how did you discover it? So I love reading and- The first book I actually did a book club on, I was literally just like in this used bookstore in LA that was, it's kind of like a landmark that you go see. I randomly was in this corner and like literally saw this book called How to Date Men When You Hate Men. (laughs) That's just funny. Yep. Bought it, took it home. I put on my Instagram. People were like, that's so funny. Like you should tell us how it is. And I was like, I guess I'll put it on my TikTok, like whatever. And that's the first book club that like blew up, so to speak. And then I had so much fun with it that I was like, I want to keep doing this. And after that did attached which is a bit more of like yeah. a serious dating book and then after that I was like I guess I should do like the OG TikTok book club book which is what mm-hmm. even inspired me to do how to date men when you hate men and I did why men love bitches I honestly had seen it like maybe in high school but I feel like it really resurfaced on TikTok yeah. and I didn't realize it was written 20 years ago but I was like this really obviously yeah. iconic okay, yeah yeah so I mean some people say is it outdated is it still relevant mm-hmm. so I'm definitely curious to get into it and see what we think still applies to now and what might be like, all right, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some, I feel like in the middle of the book, I forget exactly what chapter it was, but there was a few stuff on like, just, I, I felt like the tone was like, do it for him kind of. Right. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> we yeah, don't do that. Okay. So are you dating anyone right now or what's your status? I am not. Honestly, I have been so lazy on dating apps, which was like the biggest way I met people. And like in, okay, now it's like almost summer. So this is not really applicable. Like in January, nothing was open in LA. So I used that as like such an excuse. I was like, oh, I can't go anywhere. And then stuff started to open up. And then I was like, oh, like I'll wait for the vaccine. And now I am vaccinated. And so like, I'm ready to go, but I've been just so lazy about actually doing it. How has dating been in LA just in general? I know COVID's obviously like different, but overall, what's your experience with dating in LA? Yeah. So when I first moved to LA, I like didn't know anyone. And honestly, like 
being on the abs was really fun because it was kind of my social life for a while until I like made friends. And that time I loved because I said yes to everything. I was like, I just want to meet people. Like, I just want to go out for a fun night. And like LA has plenty of that. And then when I kind of was like, okay, I should be more strategic and like slow down and like go on dates with people who I actually want to get to know. That's when I think it was a little less fun because it's harder to filter that. in like, I think any big city because people are more like inclined, I think, to want something casual. And then I wasn't like in a place where that's what I wanted. So it made it like a little less fun. And then I just go in waves too. And like, if I'm not in a place where I'm like, I want to dedicate time to like properly dating, then I just won't. And it is what it is. I feel like I was in one of those phases, like coming out of quarantine. I was kind of the same way when I first moved to Chicago. I was like, let me just get on the apps. Let me start date, like going on dates. Because the other thing is people will sometimes ask like, okay, I'm nervous to go on dates. I I don't have the confidence to go on dates with new people, whatever. And honestly, I feel like the more dates you go on, it's not a waste of time if you're not so into the person, because the more dates you go on, the more comfortable and confident you're going to be in that setting, in that uncomfortable first date setting. And when you finally do meet someone that you really like, you're going to be a pro at it already. It's almost like practice. When you finally do meet that guy, you really like, you're going to come into the date confident, comfortable yourself. So just go and try and get on the apps, try and go on dates because the more you go on, the more comfortable you're going to be. I completely agree. Like what you want and what you don't want. Right. Cause you're like, great. I'm not going to be so stuck on that mm-hmm. one guy. If you only go on one date with one guy, you're going to be stuck on him. It's like easier to get over people when than like, oh, just right. dates. And if you are swiping, like, I think I can get caught at like getting caught up in superficial things. So once you force yourself to like go meet people, you're gonna be like, oh, that's actually something that I probably should have disregarded like early on. And then you'll know as you swipe around more and selfishly I used to use dating and still do like if I had I don't know 10 restaurants I like wanted to go yes. to this is what we're doing yes I want a nice dinner hi thank you yeah night yeah. is if you take me on a date thanks. especially if you don't have a ton yeah. of friends in the city like go on the dating apps and make these guys take on dates to these places totally and you can like try out new, new restaurants in that city like even if it's just a friend I feel like when I moved to Chicago that's how I met all of my guy friends which is by going on dates how does Chloe know all these guys mm-hmm. how does Chloe know all these guys mm-hmm. it's like it's because I just go with yourself out there like, yeah. that's the thing and I think you have to be what I would give my like 22 year old self feedback on is just like be direct about that early on like hey I'm not interested in you but I would love to like stay friends because if not then obviously it's going to be harder to like build a friendship but if you're just like you seem really cool don't want this to go anywhere I feel like guys are really receptive to that and then you end up with five ten new friends whatever it is but I think that's hard to have that mindset a lot of times because some people are like man I'm burnt out and burnt out I really just want to have like one really good guy and Mm -hmm. so they're kind of like that hopeless romantic like you know how do I make this to be more when really you still need to have the mindset of like focus on you and go in as friends and Mm -hmm. see where it goes because it's almost like when you give a shit less about the relationship is when it starts, they, they start to like you even more. It's so yeah. Fun, right? I mean, I always say like unbothered people are the hottest because you like can't crack. I'm mean, like, why don't you care? You know, why? Like you should be obsessed with me. And they're like, well, I'm busy living my life. Like give me time and not to like pivot into book club, but I feel like oh, yeah. why men love bitches. Like that's the concept of like a bitch, so to speak. In your define what bitch means. Yeah. So essentially it's someone, it's a woman who's independent And what I really like that it kind of 
all came together in the last chapter is like independent doesn't mean that you're the president of a fortune 500 company and you're like this like uh cold like person you can be anything but you just know your own value like internally mm -hmm. so it's someone who has her own hobbies and isn't ever going to like stop doing what she wants to do no matter how small it might seem to someone else just to fit a man into her life so it's like if you want your like career to be something that's super important great constantly chase it regardless of if you're in or out of a relationship if you are so passionate about like a charity that you're involved in great like continue to do that whether you're in or out of a relationship because that's the only way that a you're going to maintain your independence and b you're going to really attract the right person because you want someone who obviously like uplifts you to do the things that that you want to do you have like a core foundation and mm -hmm. i think it's really hard to establish i mean i can personally say i know it's like some people lose themselves when they're in a relationship and so it's like how do you maintain that independence but i think mm -hmm. as i've gotten older it's become more apparent but like okay i can be independent here and you can what what do we say coexist next mm -hmm. to someone instead of being yes one. like who he, you think he yes is, right? yes you have to like fit him into your life and then I think something that I definitely up until like very recently misunderstood as independence was like superficial things like I was like if you buy your own car you're independent but that's really not what it is it's it really is about like who you are at your core strip away everything else and like what you value and how you're able to balance those those values even when like the world changes so to speak or like your world changes like it's about being able to maintain who you are like regardless of who likes you and who doesn't what do you think some other like key takeaways from the book or you're like okay this is now like words to live by yeah so a big thing that like really hit home for me was about allowing someone in so kind of going back to independence like I think I maybe would take that a little bit too far in my personal life like I can do everything and even though you can it doesn't mean that you like have to 100 percent the time and if a man or like anyone wants to come into your life and and help you that's not you losing your independence that's just living interdependently and I feel like a big part of, I forget which chapter it was, but of one of the chapters in the book was about receiving and like allowing yourself to receive like love. We've had this conversation multiple times about a guy flies you in. Mm -hmm. Like, do you pay for the flight or does he pay for the flight? What are your, what's your take on that? Is it changing your independence or is it kind of like, okay, great. Actually you are the bitch here because you are in control of the situation. Okay. No, I think about this a lot, right? Because it's like, should I just buy the flight? But I don't want to be out $500. Like someone right. else can buy it. Like, great. I think it goes back to like, do you change your behavior because he bought you the flight? And if the answer is no, then you've maintained yeah. your independence. If the answer is yes, then you've lost it. And you're doing like, you're like a pleasing him because you feel like you owe him whereas like a bitch knows that she never owes anyone anything like literally right. like, like do you have to sleep with him or not because no yeah she's like I will if I want to it has nothing to do with if he bought right. me the flight or not and I feel like that's the the like that's the mentality that I was like oh it clicked for me I was like that's the difference like when you say bitch, like bad bitch not like a 
sad bitch. Sad bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bad bitch. Like bitch and as in why men love bitches, bitch. <laughs> um, bitch is my trigger word, so this is kind of funny. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I mean, this is using it in a different context, but like if a guy calls me a bitch, mm-hmm. that is my trigger word over any other word. And I don't know why. So this is fun. Okay. I got some hate and I feel like yeah, I, could, I could see girls being like, this book is like, it's, it promotes it's all about toxic behavior. I understand. And I think a few people also got like really caught up with the word bitch, but I feel like it's important to remember, like that was essentially clickbait for the author. Right. Like it, it got you to look and be like, what do you mean? Why men love bitches? And then boom, it's like a bestseller. I also think people probably read some of it and it seems like it's very much so playing games almost at least in the one I was reading it, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of like the game playing like yes okay so yeah that actually this is toxic we shouldn't be doing games and all of that I definitely like a theme that I kind of picked up on is the book in the book is like this is such good advice if it's authentic to you Mm-hmm. But like coming off of reading attached, I feel like I was super focused on attachment styles. And I was like, unfortunately, if you have an anxious attachment style, like these principles, like aren't, you're going to be fool, like fooling yourself mm-hmm. to like pretend to be like cold. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's healthy. Like, I think that you should hundred percent be in a relationship where you're like, this is what I need not on date one, but relatively early on. There was one, I'm going to go through some of the desirability principles And I think there's some that are definitely, some of them are a little bit outdated. I thought this one was one that is still relatable. He doesn't marry a woman who is perfect. He marries a woman who is interesting. And I think that's a good one because I, like, you don't have to be perfect. Perfect doesn't mean that you're going to stand out to a guy. They want you to be real. They want you to have your flaws and accept you for that because it does make you more interesting. So I thought that one was a good one. And then one way to become more interesting to a man on a date is to ask him intelligent questions about himself. Yeah. Ask him questions about himself in general. I know. I feel like that was a psychology (laughs) trick. (laughs) Can you keep them talking the whole time? (laughs) Like, we just talk about ourselves sometimes and, like, miss yeah the whole idea of like hey let me ask you questions about you and let's dig a little deeper instead of making this like an interview mm-hmm. okay so we asked on our stories like what people's thoughts were about the books and we got like kind of mixed reviews some people were like it's a bible for all women some people were like it's toxic behavior it promotes toxic behavior misogynistic, misogynistic. yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people said it it's helpful if you're a people pleaser or you're like trying to get out of the nice girl category mm-hmm. yeah I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And I actually had an attraction principle that I remember when I read this, I was like, oh my God, like this, I feel like sums up being a bitch in like a succinct way. It's attraction principle number 43 in why men love bitches. But it says, if you allow your rhythm to be interrupted, you'll create a void. Then you'll replace what, then to replace what you give up, you'll start to expect and need more from your partner. And I'm like, that's such a good way to put like, Mm-hmm. If you like, if I were to stop, I don't know, going to like my Pilates class or something like, yeah, I would be kind of on edge and like miss something. And then you would channel that into someone else versus like taking care of yourself. How do you feel like people like hold themselves accountable to continue to be a bitch? Say you're, you're fine now you're independent, but then you get into a relationship and you start to, you know, your the Pilates is less and less and you're spending more time with him. How do you kind of find a way to be disciplined enough and hold yourself accountable to like stay on that path? I feel like that's when your why like becomes super important, right? Because if your why was like, I want to look hot to, to date someone, then it's like, cool. But then when you get that person, you're probably going to lose 
the purpose behind what you were doing. But if your why was like, because this gives me like joy every day, mm-hmm. it would be really sad if you stopped doing the thing that brought you joy. So also flip the script here. Like think about guys, yeah. like the guys that we, we are attracted to are the ones that are still doing the same thing every single yeah. day. And it's like, make time for me, damn it. <laughs> make time for me. But like, it's so attractive because they are so disciplined and they're continuing to do what they're doing. And I also think it's like, it's hot when someone has to like create space. Like you don't want someone who's just free all the time. So you like, right. like I, don't <laughs> I don't want you to be available. I want you to be no. available, please. Yeah. And I mean, I recently had a, like a, a breakthrough with this, but I was like, wait, I love to get up at six in the morning. Like, sorry. I, I'm a morning person. Like, I'm so sorry, but like, I want someone who's like, me too. Let's get up and go. (laughs) What do you do at six in the morning though? I go to my Pilates class. (laughs) But I definitely do a later in the evening one. I do carries. And then I go to some other like Legree studios, Legree underground. Um, Yeah. Well, you're moving. We should go. Carries and loves it. When we come to LA, we need to do a Pilates class together. Yeah. I love Pilates. Yes. I'm obsessed with Pilates. It's was a quarantine like find and I'm never stopping. You know what I kind of think is crazy? It's like, do you guys do this? Like, do you guys read fucking books about how to date better? I feel like they don't. Like, why are we sitting don't. here being like, oh, we have to do this, this, and that? And like, guys, never don't. fucking have to do that. Should we make them a book on how women want to be treated? I mean, they need it. <laughs> like, why is someone writing a book about that? And like, we're over here like analyzing everything we do. This one I, I personally didn't love, but it's attraction principle number 18. Always give him the appearance that he has plenty of space. It gets him to drop his guard. I understand where, like, what it's saying, but I felt like the appearance of space was like a it felt like it was more playing games because mm-hmm. it wasn't like give right. him space it was like an appearance of space for giving him space yeah, yeah then it's like if you're like stalking through your finsta like right. now that would be driving yourself crazy <laughs> like okay i'm gonna give him space i'm not gonna text him back for 24 hours now. yeah i also am a big believer that like if you like if you just need like more contact with someone you're better off saying that kind of earlier on because if you flip a switch like three months in they're going to be like where did this come from like this is not the person I thought you were and then I think that'll go early on even though I feel like sometimes I come across as crazy when I communicate (laughs) but I have been communicating that more recently and I think it's been helping I think some of these are good about like knowing your worth who you are and that's going to make you desirable to others whether I think that's this one I don't agree with. Okay, let's talk about this one because it says, if he's not willing to wait for sex, he's not worth your time. This is not a man who wants to be kept. What's your thoughts on how quickly or soon you sleep with a guy? Is there a certain amount of time you should wait? Does it matter? Does it even fucking matter? Yeah, I think the short answer is no, it doesn't matter. And I feel like it goes also back to like why you're waiting are you waiting because you want to wait or are you waiting because it will you think it will make him like you because you waited and like if that's why you waited then like you're leading out of fear and like what's the point like you should do what makes you happy but if you're like I'm not ready I just want to see if I like him and you wait and then you sleep with him and then he doesn't boxes, right like yeah the bo- I feel like it's me tanks yeah she talks about the box here but it's like it's you can't it's not going to change some some guy's mind whether you wait or not if If they're gonna stop talking to you after they have sex with you it's gonna be not like 
whether it's the first date or the third date, if that's like where they're at, they're going to stop talking to you after. Totally. And it just, it's like, if I know it sucks in the moment and like it hurts, but it just is a great sign that obviously he wasn't the one, right. <laughs> like no, like no respectful right. guy would do that. I feel like you put yourself in a box on the back end, like not so much when you sleep with them, but say to get their attention. If they like want to talk to you, they'll talk to you. They'll FaceTime you. They'll call you. They'll be responsive. But this, as soon as you need to start being sexual or like maybe sending things, that's when they're going to be like, I'm going to put you in this box. Now, not saying it's all the time. Cause I mean, we've all freaking been there, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess maybe I'm speaking from shared experience. If like, that's how my, my way of communication, then I'm kind of putting myself into a box because that's how he thinks we communicate. Okay. So are you totally. like, if you are talking to a guy and kind of early on, it's very sexual, it's very like photos, that type of stuff, like early um, on you think it puts you in a box or I think saying... like maybe maybe you guys have already hooked up mm-hmm. say you've already hooked up okay and then it's gonna go one way or the other it's oh, like okay, he's, okay. he's either into it or he's not whereas mm-hmm. like back like when this book, book was written they would put you in a box in the beginning of like great you've slept with them or you haven't slept with them mm-hmm. and this is like you've already slept with them what direction is it going and I think like if you have the concept if you have to send them a picture or something to get their attention like it sucks but yeah. like that's how they want to communicate then and you realize like that's, that's really where their head's at yeah and that's like the box they've maybe put you in yeah yeah I also would be wary of like feeling like you have to like if you're like trying to get attention and you're like oh I'll send a picture it's like I mean we all do right it. If I like a hundred percent, if you, if you, if it's going to make you feel good, do right. it. If you're yeah. doing it to get someone's attention, yep. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying like, notice that and maybe be aware that that's yes. probably not setting a great foundation. That yeah. interaction. Like, if yes. You're yeah. like, if the relationship feels like it's starting to like kind of pull back or he's kind of, you know, not he's being distant or something. Mm-hmm. If you have to get his attention with like photos or that type of stuff, then it's game over. Like no, and also like he's gonna to respond, but the- <laughs> like the sexual stuff. The most yeah, I also there's I forget the exact wording, but there was something in Why Men Love Bitches that was like, don't mistake sex for a spark, and I feel like this ties directly to that. Like even if you're trying to get his attention after he's been like, not ghosting, but like fading away, and then he responds, and then you hook up, like he doesn't like you. Right. Don't mistake that for him liking you. You put it out there that you were down to like hook up again. And like, yeah. that's okay. If you want yeah. to. Yeah. And it's totally fine. So realistic with yourself that that is what that is. Yeah. I feel like I'm adamant about like sharing this advice. Cause it's totally like, a, like I've made the mistake of like thinking. Yeah. Oh, we all have. Yeah. Like we're we're back to normal. yeah. And like, I'm like, okay. no, like make sure that you stay in, in power. Like, and you keep your power by knowing like, oh this God, isn't a worthwhile guy. Okay, let's see. We got a novel on. I've only read the first book because I'm young and I have no desire to get married yet, but I think the book is good and bad. The book does a good job of explaining how men work and what they find attractive in a woman. And the overall gist is men like women that have standards, boundaries, and their own life, and they aren't codependent. There are some tips in there that help women understand men, especially at the beginning when dating. And I think that the book is also kind of bad because explaining the book from the lens of what men want, like it's some goal there's outdated ideas about sex and relationships like tactics and strategies all about how to get a man and in my honest opinion one men aren't something to get or some goal to accomplish to make us feel valued they can sense bullshit so if you're playing the games 
with the waiting to text, waiting to sleep with them, holding back, but on the inside, you still don't feel like their dream girl. A good guy will see through all those games. Also, the games don't last once you're dating. I guess the goal is if you want strategies and tactics to get a man, then this is your book. But what I found with dating relationships is that unless you change your beliefs on the inside and learn to love and validate yourself, and you are the dream girl. And if you don't do that, you're just left feeling like a doormat on the inside while spending so much energy portraying a dream girl on the outside, hiding who you really are. I know this because I've been there and all the games do is hurt you and the other person from having genuine connection. And I know once you work on finding your passions, strengths, and happiness within yourself, it's like an energy that guys, good guys, like the ones you want to date can sense. Uh, last thing on books I'd actually recommend for women to read if they're interested on working on the inside is Unbound and single on purpose. I mean, I think she said it pretty well. The book is very much goal oriented on like getting a guy. There is a little bit of game playing, I think in it, but I think the overall message is being confident on your own, knowing your standards, knowing your boundaries and knowing your worth. And that's going to attract the right type of person when you are solid on your own. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like that was the, definitely the overall theme that I ended up taking from the book. I think that there are parts that I'm like, no, like I was able to just like, okay, whatever. Like, we're just not going to accept that as advice. Also, like you don't have to take anyone's advice ever. You don't have to accept anyone's opinion ever. That's also, I think was written in the book. It was like, you don't have to actually listen to anyone's opinion about you just means that you're going to like, you should never, ever, um, compromise like your own happiness. And, and then the day, like if like you should, yeah, you should hundred percent be able to, to vocalize like what you need. And even if that doesn't, create the appearance or whatever of space or of whatever it might be like I think that you should still have the like the space to ask for what you need in a relationship definitely a more I would say mature audience obviously because it is a little outdated like I can I mean even referring back immediately when we were talking about like because you're wearing less clothes or smaller clothes whatever I feel like there have definitely been situations in the more recent where you know, great. You have bikini photos on your Instagram. You have this, you have that. And it's like, yeah, that brings me happiness. I'm confident. Let me show it off. Like yeah. I'm only young. Yeah. So like, if you're going to yell at me for posting that and saying that I have my morals are in the dirt or I look like a porn star or <laughs> yeah, literally like someone said, that's ridiculous. Boxer, like it's- you're in, you're in a robe. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in a robe. I realized that like, yeah, that's cool. But like, <laughs> whatever, you know? And they're like, well, you look like a porn. Thank you. You're, you're leaving nothing. To yeah. And like, to be very honest, there's plenty to the imagination and like, I'm very proud of my body. So like, fuck off, <laughs> right. you know? Right. Also like, I'm sorry, ladies, it's 2021. 20, if you don't end up with a guy who like understands that women are multifaceted and like can be really hot yeah. in a bikini photo, but then like also could literally be president of the United States if she wanted, like it's a different world. we don't want to hear from you. Like we don't, we don't, <laughs> We're, it's not like, that's not what they're older. Yeah like this is my opinion because those are the type of morals that they've like been instilled in their mind I'm curious like if a guy were to like pick up either of the books and go through it what they would say like agree or disagree to like how much of this is still accurate to a guy yeah I was thinking that too I feel like anything that centers around like independence like in terms of not changing who you are because of a guy because I think I mean I know like I've reiterated that topic so much but it's one of those things that I, I constantly need to hear because then it's like it's all fun and games when you're talking about it but then like, you meet someone and you're like oh never 
mind. Like <laughs> I'm going to forget everything. Yeah. But I think like, A, if you flip the script, it's true. Like I would not want a guy that I like to just stop living his life. Like I would kind of be alarmed if like he just dropped everything to fit into my schedule. I would be like, it's okay. Like it's fine. We can work around both of our schedules. And I feel like that's also after reading this book, like been something that's been helpful to remember is like, oh, if someone, if he acted how you're acting, mm-hmm. what would you think? Right. It's like a grounding. I think that's a really good point. I, I have one more like attraction principle Ooh, I yeah, thought was like yeah. so good. It's attraction principle number 46. And it says the second a woman works overtime to make herself fit his criteria, she has lowered the standard of the relationship. I feel like it's just good to remember you change yourself to get him to like you. Like it's never going to get any better than what you're molding yourself into. I think that's a good one. Do you want to tell everybody where they can find you so they yes. can follow you on social media? Yeah. So it's at Alinka Sipos across all platforms. And I know that's tricky to spell, but I'm assuming y'all are going to add it to the, yeah. <laughs> the notes. <laughs> It'll be in the notes. And then I have all my book clubs on my TikTok, but at, now there's been like probably close to hundred book club videos. So if you need to catch up, I have a spreadsheet on my Instagram in like my bio. Yeah. So it's all listed on there, like all the parts. So it's easier to find. And I also run a small business. It's an online beauty retailer. We retail mission-led companies. Yeah. So any skincare or beauty brand that does something good for the world, raraclub.com and shop Rara Club. That's R-A-R-A club on all socials. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This has been awesome. Posted for your next book. Like, do you know what's next? Oh yeah. Are you going to keep doing different books? The next book club? I'm going to keep doing different books, but the next one's why men marry bitches. So I thought we would do like a progression. And then after that, I don't know. I always take like recommendations, like why men marry bitches I found in my comment section. So feel free to send all your recs. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time. And when we are out in LA, we definitely need to up. Yeah, please do. Yes, definitely down to take some Pilates classes too. Yeah, we're going to. Yes. Well, this was really fun. So I'm sure we'll talk again, but I can't wait to hear the final episode. Enjoy Nashville. Jealous. Oh my God, I know. And we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye, y'all. Yeah, that's what I said.